What's up, everybody? Welcome to Crypto Cronies. I'm your host, Jonathan Downing, with your host, Alex Barger and Chris Wabra. Another crypto news recap, and next week you can expect our first episode, which we're actually going to do this time because life isn't as crazy as it was. Um, Alex, if you want to bring us in with the numbers. So, a little bit of a pullback in crypto price land. Bitcoin's currently sitting at 27,151, and Ethereum is sitting at around 1,711. Still a good time to buy. Always yeah, not too bad. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's already a little bit lower and <clears throat> jump in. And as our last time, as it's the same as the last time, unfortunately, Chris Wabra's um, not here with us visually, but we can still hear him. Here um, in spirit. In yes, spirit, yeah. Um, so the news with the banks and everything has still been going crazy, but... To put things on the even crazier side, I have an article here about self-proclaimed crypto king, Aidan Platursky, um, 23 of Ontario, Canada, kidnapped and held hostage for a crypto ransom. Um, apparently, in, um, in the beginning of his crypto era, he was asked to invest over $40 million for people in his crypto earnings. He spent... Nearly $16 million on lavish vacations, expensive cars, private planes, and invested about 2% of actual investors' funds into where he said he was going to. Um, at 1.30 a.m., Aiden's landlord received multiple calls over and over and over again. And this is funny because it's like, how, much, how can you tell that somebody sucks a lot? It's when the landlord's quotes in the article, I received multiple calls from Aiden, but it was late night. And then around 1.30 a.m., I had finally had enough and picked up the call. <laughs> when he picked up the call, he uh, asked his landlord for, um, what was it? Sorry, I lost the number here. A large sum of money in which the landlord said, there's unfortunately nothing I could do. And the kidnappers um, only let him call certain people. And that landlord was just one of them. And they extorted him for $3 million. Um, finally, he was returned after being held hostage. He was driven around to multiple locations, beaten and tortured and on the backwoods of Ontario, Canada, until they got $3 million. And yeah, that's it. He was, he was held ransom. And the article states at the very end... Um, Toronto police said, I mean, he obviously owes people a lot of money. Yeah. <laughs> that, yeah. That's it. So oh, it's pretty funny. And you look at this guy and he's, he's a 23 year old guy. He's got cool jewelry, private jets, kind of looks like Justin Bieber, you know, driving Lambos and flying around the world oh, um, with a crypto business to which he just invested a lot of people's money. That just blows my mind that he was able to get what forty one, forty two million dollars worth of, pe of people's money to invest. Yeah, bankruptcy trustee Rob Seltzer 
told CTV that he, quote unquote, ran a business in which he told people he would invest their money. And that's not what happened. He didn't do anything he said he was going to do. So. Before he spent the money. Yeah, yeah, he spent it. He spent a lot of it. <laughs> Only invested 2%. Yeah. Yeah. That's wild. Sounds like he made other good investments, you know. <laughs> well, there's a photo of him. Market, give it back. There's a photo of him in a private jet. And then there's also a photo where he's doing Louis Vuitton shoes. And he's also posted up in his Instagram photos hanging out with MGK. I did see that photo. Yeah. So. I just thought it was very random. Mm-hmm. Well, I hope uh, it sounds like there may be some more debt collectors <laughs> knocking on the yeah. door pretty soon. I think it's funny. Like, oh, they got their money. We can yeah. just do that. The article doesn't say anything about the kidnappers getting caught or anything like that. And then it just says that the cop said, well, he obviously owes a lot of people money. <laughs> so <laughs> they're kind of just like, well, what do we do? Oh, I'm glad. I'm glad he's up. Yeah, nobody was I killed. Think. Wait, two. You guys both spoke over each other. What'd you say, Chris? Chris? <laughs> I was just gonna say it's more of like a FBI thing at this point. Cops don't really can't really do much. Yeah, the cops are gonna start the investigation. So, what did you do with the money? Yeah, it would be no way to track it. Yeah, it would be really funny if it also the FBI or what the Canada equivalent of it, right? Came on and said, "Oh, we opted not to." investigate further just because this bit sucks oh man yeah i'm sure we'll see we'll hear more about that yeah right so what about you al what do you got so a little reason behind why bitcoin is below twenty eight thousand, um is that the u.s regulars are at it again um, saying that Binance illegally helped Americans trade on its exchange. The Commodity Futures Trading Commission, CFTC, today issued a complaint against Binance, the largest crypto exchange in the world, alleging that the firm put profits over compliance and committed numerous violations of the Com- Commodity Exchange Act and CFTC regulations. Also mentioned were CZ, Chengpang uh, Zhao, the uh, CEO of Binance, and also Samuel Lim, who's the chief compliance officer, the former chief compliance officer for Binance. Um, but they were cited widely throughout the complaint and allegedly orchestrated much of the malfeasance. Um, today's filing is the latest in a series of questionable behaviors by the company. So basically what happened was um, on their platform, you have the, I'm not sure if they still do, but I remember going on there before and you could go on there and buy uh trade futures for like crypto futures. Um and traditionally if you are trading futures, you need to register with the uh CFTC, the Commodity Futures Trading Commission. And they did not. So they allowed um US citizens to partake in it uh without doing the proper registrations. And I do remember, like, like I'm sure, Chris, you remember, like, back in the day when you're going on all these obscure websites to, like, buy and sell crypto, that Binance, Binance is the only one I ever saw that had, like, a futures trading component to it. Which yeah, and I remember getting a Binance US account 
was like frowned upon. Um, like a lot yeah. of people wouldn't get the U.S. account; they'd make an account somewhere else. Mm -hmm. um, when I first got started, I remember that. So it makes sense. I mean, it's coming full circle, I guess. But mm -hmm. you know, got to get around the taxation somehow. <laughs> I guess. I guess they uh, tax yeah. you on everything. So yeah. Uh... This is one of the more reasonable regular like I guess regulation hammers I can see that have come down. Um I, yeah, because I just don't see how you can have your assistance on your platform trading features without straight up being registered with the Futures Trading Commission. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So that's uh and if, if people remember, um Binance was in hot water like a month ago. Uh, for alleged money laundering going on, on their platform. So it seems that their uh, compliance department has their hands full um, these last yeah, couple geez. months. Yeah. Court case after court case. Yeah. <clears throat> what do you think that the office looks like right now? Or is everybody just at home cranking behind the laptop? Probably a lot of people who uh, have not slept in a while. Yeah, I was going to say, it seems like it would be non-stop meeting after meeting. Yeah. And probably a lot of uh, suits in there. Mm -hmm. A lot of regulators hopping out. But the funny thing is, they don't have a, uh, a uh, like an official headquarters, I don't think. I know they're in like Singapore mm. and everywhere else. But yeah, I, I read that in the article as well. Yeah, I was going to say, whoever is highly involved is probably moving out of the US at this point. Yeah. Um, in case, you know, things do hit the fan and they start coming after them a little bit harder. Mm -hmm. but Which leads to a great story that my friend Chris has <laughs> about companies moving from the US. Boom. That's right. U.S. crypto firms eye overseas move amid regulatory uncertainty. So Was that one company or is that a bunch of them? Did you name one? I missed it. Um, so on here, they talk about the CEO of Ripple. Um, they already started moving outside of the U.S. And Coinbase is also looking, launching an overseas trading desk driven by U.S. regulatory uncertainty. Um and they're looking to open a new office in Paris because uh, France is increasingly seen as a leader in crypto. And that must have to do with their current regulations. Um, yeah, they say it's 100%. It's happening. A lot of companies are looking overseas. And being on the web for a, you know, a majority of these companies, they have no, you know, reason to stay in the u.s they're just losing money at this point you know mm -hmm. i don't know if you guys saw when kevin o'leary was on the news i think it was last week um he's talking about how he would never ever start a company in new york or you know because yeah. you know you're getting taxed a crazy amount on income and then the businesses are getting taxed your property tax you got everything um adding up and all these regulations and he's like it would you know, drive your business into the ground. Um, and I think a lot of these larger companies in crypto are seeing that too. 
especially with the new laws they're trying to put into place. So it's pretty interesting. So when are you guys moving to Europe? <laughs> right. Just got to yeah, get I... uh, a relative over there, huh? Long yeah. lost cousin. Get like a registered agent, maybe. I don't know. I'm sure there's a yeah. country that'll take us in. <laughs> At some point, it's definitely worth it. You know, mm -hmm. if you can figure out a way um, to have that as your holding company. Because I, I think Nike does that in a way where they have like a holding company that only gets taxed like 1% of, on all their revenue or something. Because mm. um, they run it through a different country. Well, yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. With the world being so interconnected, it's not a bad idea. Um, Man, yeah. Until things are clearer. Right. People are more educated. Being yeah, open guys, to it is definitely good. Yeah. Did you guys read about uh, NVIDIA? You sent me the article. I thought that was so random. It is random, right? It's almost and, like, hey, make us relevant again. We're no longer with crypto. We're with AI. Um, <laughs> so NVIDIA made a statement. Um, according to the chipmaker, crypto doesn't, quote unquote, bring anything useful for society. Um, for a lot of people who might not listen, NVIDIA is a graphics card maker, and they basically reaped the rewards of the crypto market from the very beginning through um, the fact that their graphics cards were used for a lot of miners. Um, when I was reading a few comment sections, people pointed out a good, um, they made a good point that the reason for Nvidia's switch is because of AI and then the fact that um, crypto is no longer being mined or not crypto, Ethereum is no longer being mined. Um, that was its main, sales for nvidia with their gpus and graphics cards were for, were for mining it says these days mining is not dead but it's really difficult to make it worth the time money and the power consumption this is because ethereum which is the second most popular cryptocurrency is no longer being mined um the nvidia cards i also know are the most powerful cards for stable diffusion and um a lot of other AI programs, which I'm not sure about ChatGPT, but just like image generators and just a lot of other things that people are trying to do in the world of AI. So it seems like, you know, instead of being like, hey, we really, you know, crypto's cool, but now we're doing AI, they decide to talk smack. And then now they're shifting all their sites to, yeah, buy us for your AI generators, buy us for yeah. your, your AI computers to hype themselves up again yeah it's uh they definitely do have like a far superior product than their makeup header which is amd um mm -hmm. yeah because i knew like back when like they you could mine with with gpus mine ethereum like we did an intern for a little bit and we would pay him like a hundred dollars to go stand in line whenever there's like a shipment going into like a micro center mm -hmm. um, to try and get these cars because they were so hard to get um and they just like three X in value during the last bull yeah. run. Um, mm. it, it, yeah, it was absolutely absurd. And then now they came over with like their new brand, the brand is like 40, 40 model, 40 series. 
and the market was just totally saturated, flooded with with used GPUs, um, just because people were selling them since they couldn't mine with them anymore. I know we had parts that we tried to sell, and it was just people were paying like next to nothing for them. Yeah, listen to this. Michael Kagan, NVIDIA's chief technology officer, says that the powering of AI-related tasks is more worthwhile than using NVIDIA's GPUs for crypto. Why can't you just use both? Um, I never believed that crypto is something that will do something good for humanity. You know, people do crazy things, but they buy your stuff and you sell them stuff, but you don't redirect the company to support whatever it is. That's a direct quote from Kagan. Yeah, those quotes were weird. Yeah, right? And things like, um, like they're chief technology officer or somebody, and somebody it's, very high up. It sounds like it was AI. AI doesn't like this. I know. It sounds like they're using it sounds, AI. Yeah, to write those it sounds like a robot's holding a gun to his head like, yeah, yeah. They say AI is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> sucks. Yeah. So apparently Kagan sees a lot more potential for good in training chatbots like GPT or ChatGPT. Since NVIDIA is typically used for handling AI workloads better than AMD, many companies turned its data center GPUs to NVIDIA. The first version of ChatGPT, I did not know this, was trained with the help of around 10,000 NVIDIA graphics cards, and rumor have it that number has increased exponentially. Microsoft has said to have also purchased tens of thousands A100 GPUs, which I believe were probably NVIDIA's, um, directly for that purpose. Um, well, those are big ones. Yeah, so 10,000 NVIDIA graphics cards to make ChatGPT version 1, which we're on version 4 now. And then Microsoft, when they're... Because Microsoft has... Um, what's Microsoft's AI name? Bing. It's just Microsoft. Bing. Yeah, the, but the uh, Bing AI like, chatbot sucks. Microsoft did? Yeah, they own a huge stake in them. Um, um, yeah, well, it says... With crypto mining unlikely to make a huge comeback it seems that nvidia is looking to the future nvidia certainly recognizes the potential of ChatGPT. unlike amd they believe it's time for the ai boom i mean i think it's a good move for them but i don't like it <laughs> yeah 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 you know trying to think i'm trying to think what the negatives like what, why a company would take that stance versus just not taking. Yeah. I don't, stance. I don't know what like the pro investors, is. the hedge yeah. funds that own them. Mm. That don't like yeah. crypto. Yeah. yeah. It's very odd sentiments all around. Yeah. Interesting. Cause yeah. I wonder who owns a majority stake in NVIDIA. And they would, I, they would have to, yeah. Because there's not really a, a positive to talking down on more on like your basically whole client base. When you do make statements like that, you normally have to disclose that you're owned by somebody who has like a an opposing position on a on a certain <laughs> security or something. So there it is. Sorry. Who is well, it? Did you find something? Vanguard owns seven point seven percent, and BlackRock owns seven point two. BlackRock. These are the these are the guys who like control all of tech. They own a majority of like every single country. They're BlackRock's company. been pretty pro crypto lately, though. For the most part, yeah. But like when 
I believe when Elon was buying Twitter, Vanguard was trying to outbid him. Mm. They want to be the cool guys on the block. Mm-hmm. Well, they don't want the company going pub going private. <clears throat> you know, all the Twitter files have showed that. You know, they were doing a lot to censor on Twitter, mm-hmm. and I'm. You know, more than confident that these guys were behind it, being majority stakeholders. Do you two predict any change in um, just like attitude or the political climate with like AI versus crypto when it comes to energy consumption or just like the way that the media is going to portray like if crypto is still going to be looked down upon as something that's like a waste of energy, even though it's building up energy infrastructure and stuff, because AI is going to take so much power as well. I, I, it'll be very interesting to see if they get roasted like crypto did. Because everybody loves AI. Yeah. I mean, yeah. anybody who actually uses ChatGPT or any of that stuff, they love it. I mean, it's all about yeah, the promotion, yeah, too. Yeah. Like what people are seeing in the media or the online or whatever, you know, they're going to be like, AI is great. And so they're not going to really mm-hmm. think about the energy consumption. They're not really going to talk about it, I don't think. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, and they, like when they were roasting in crypto, it was it was during their bull run. Everyone's like, "We love crypto," and then it would just be random attacks on energy consumption. So, I it's it seems like it's a very similar climate where everybody's gung ho about uh, AI. So it may be just a matter of time before somebody else raises their hand and says, "Well, wait a second." They're using lots of energy. They're using an to insane write your college amount of papers energy. for you. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> a lot about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To write your emails for you at work. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Uh, so, yeah. real quick question. A lot of the fraudsters, uh, it seems like this one right here, that Aiden guy, he's out of Canada. How many fraudsters have we seen in the crypto world that don't operate in the United States or do most of them Americans? Just curious. No, a lot of them. I don't, like you you hear about like Mount Gox and then you hear about, um, gosh, what was, there was another massive Canadian one. And there's that, that, uh, I think he was also the crypto king. There was a and there's a Netflix documentary on it that's very good. Mm. Um, oh man, it's gonna drive me crazy. I, I gotta look it up. Hey Jamie, can you pull that up? What was that guy's name? <laughs> <laughs> um, nah, I don't know if you. Get, I guess Sam Bigman freed. Yeah, this guy was also named the Crypto King. Uh, I, it's a Netflix documentary. It's very good. Highly recommend. It's called Trust No One, The Hunt for the Crypto King. It's about the story of Gerald Cotton. Um, and he went, I'm not going to ruin it, but um, the platform was named Quadriga. And it was like a massive Canadian crypto platform, but very good documentary, highly recommend. came out like last year. Um I don't know. Yeah, like you just have them spying of randomly. I don't know if they're highly con- Asia was. There's a lot of them, just because there was not a lot of regulation compared to the United States. 
Mm-hmm. Um, then you have just the companies that are operating like the Bahamas or. Hmm. Hmm. Sorry. Yeah, I guess these are like people that we like caught and like identified. So I don't know. Right. We only hear about it because they were working in the U.S. We don't really hear about the ones yeah. that are foreign. Yeah, that's what I was but just curious cool about. But it is seeing, um, so because you know, crypto is on a public ledger, um, so it is interesting to see the people they catch like nowadays of because they're literally just watching these web these uh, wallets and waiting for them to cash out somewhere and and catch their identity. So it's um, it is interesting, like, hey, the person behind this or that was caught after they moved funds and are now under arrest. Got him. Got him. Got him. Mm. Uh, Does anybody have anything else? Uh, I do have one on MicroStrategy. They uh, bought another 6,455 Bitcoin. So now they hold a total of (laughs) 138,955. Who is this? MicroStrategy. Michael Saylor. Michael Saylor's company. Um, they're now, so they bought another $150 million worth at an average price of $23,238 per coin, um, bringing their cost average down to $29,817 per coin. You know, I was thinking about this the other day, like at what point in time do we just consider MicroStrategy like a Bitcoin ETF? (laughs) Yeah. Well, you know what I mean? Um, so an ETF is uh exchange traded fund yeah um it's just a it's like a stock that has a lot of underlying things so there's no bitcoin etf right now like you can't go on the stock market and buy something that resembles a a bitcoin or is associated to the bitcoin Mm -hmm. um but microstrategy has clearly all those bitcoins on their balance sheet so theoretically you could just probably just buy MicroStrategy stock, and if Bitcoin goes up, then that stock is probably going to skyrocket with it. Oh, I understand. Yeah, interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Wow. There's also Lindsay Lohan's in hot water right now. There's a lot of a lot of those people. It was interesting to see the list. <clears throat> Eight celebrities: Lindsay Lohan, Jake Paul. Yeah, that one. Soldier Boy, <laughs> Lil Yachty, Neo, uh, Akon, um, Austin Mahone, don't know who that is, and porn star Kendra Lust, also have no idea who that is. Um, yeah, they've been hit with charges from the... Uh, FTX. Yeah. Oh. Shilling FTX. Uh... What's your guy's name? Bitboy Crypto is being hit by that too, Chris. Really? Mm-hmm. Not mm. surprised, I guess. <laughs> I'm not either. <laughs> and Kevin O'Leary and the sky's big blue. FTX. The sky is blue. No. No. Interesting. Okay. Well, if yeah. you guys don't have anything else, that might be an episode for the day. We're at 27 minutes. That was a good one. Cool. Awesome. We'll be on the lookout for our Silk Road episode. 
Yeah, everybody's talking about the king of crypto. Wait until what you see we have next week on oh. Crypto Cronies. Uh, Margaritaville, if you're listening, we're still down for a sponsorship. That is true. <laughs> Hit us up. To us. Yep. Okay, bye, everybody. Thanks, guys. Peace. Peace.